Alright, we're I'm Are sorry. we good now, David? We're live for real. I'm sorry. We're live for real. Uh, wow. Only recording on one mic. Who was, whose mic was it? Was it, it yours? It was Whitney's. It was Whitney's mic. Yeah. Wow. Are we going to re-sing re- 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 the, 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 the song that we were singing that they all missed? No. Eve 6? Yes. The Eve 6 song? Yeah. I caught the end of it. What's the name of the song? Uh, anyway? I don't know. Ready? <laughs> Hard in a blender. <laughs> 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 Hard in a blender. I feel like there's something in between there. There's something. Anyways, it's uh-huh. Valentine's Day, guys. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a date tonight? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing yet, but yeah. Lucky I would you. love a partner to like uh, <laughs> roll around with, you know? Uh, on skates. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. We're all single as a Pringle. Yeah. I'm blessing you guys with my presents. And yeah. You're not Thank you. Feel presents? Like Phyllis alone. You brought Ooh. presents? Her presents is I got you guys present. each a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Aww. Is that how you say it? Is it bouquet or bouquet? I always said bouquet. 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 Bouquet, guys. Good talk. I've always said bouquet. Good talk. Where are you at? I'm just tagging you guys. Uh. <laughs> Whitney What's stuck up, on the guys? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I am your host, Whitney, with my co-host, Dalton. What's up? Corianne. Hey. And David. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It takes him a minute to get his words together. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not used to being the last one to be introduced. Yeah, I weird. used to be like the first one. Don't worry, yeah. the first will be last in the kingdom, and last will be first. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So glad you guys tuned in to uh, Free Wine and Unleavened Bread for your Valentine's Day dinner. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> has a thing where you can take your date there and you can have a little candlelight dinner at McDonald's. Really? They really? Help, they'll provide the candle. Okay. You can and eat you your Big Mac and chicken. 10-piece McNugget. 10-piece McNugget. Yeah, with a high C fruit punch. Yeah, not that I would ever take a woman there. Really? Ever. That's not romantic? Oh, so you would take a guy there? I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bromance date. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Now I'm now I'm just thinking about you and Cooper. Valentine's Day. That would be sweet. Yeah, I would actually do that. Honestly. That's his dog. For those of you that maybe are. Yeah, yeah, that's not time. some dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Christian laughs> it's a cute little chocolate lab, you know. Yeah. He's your little He's box of chocolate. He's in his quaint right now. Yeah. He's so sweet. Yeah. All right, guys. So episode two, we're two. Wow. We're, talk- two? <laughs> huh? we're talking about getting your faith up. And so last week we went in a little bit about speaking faith and what kind of conversations you're having. This week we're going to talk about walking by faith and are you really projecting or walking the way that you say that you believe? Because um, it says faith without works is dead. And so that's kind of the theme scripture here, at least for me on this one, is people should know you have faith by your action. And so... Um, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think that's important. Um, kind of rehashing some of like last week. I know just how you go about your business, whether you're at school or work or wherever you are, just out in public, it reflects on who you are and people see that and they respond to that. And um, sometimes I've really gotten myself in a bad place with that. Like I'll exhibit one behavior and then say something or do something different. And then it just completely like not say ruins my reputation, but it stains it. Mm-hmm. So like walking in 
in the spirit just 24 7 yeah. is like is the way to live your life uh, yeah and talking about uh making a reference to the last episode you were talking about uh how your coworkers they like to gossip gossip and you know you're wondering like how, what you can say and stuff like that mm-hmm. and but if you weren't walking by faith and if you were just sitting there gossiping with them in the past then it when the moment comes that you want to say something to them about it then they're not going to take you exactly like mm-hmm. and, and I've, seriously i fall into that trap a lot man like when they first started coming to me about it i would i would do it i would and gossip and indulge in that and then um it just comes with like talking to that person about it on the other side and just getting their point of view and realizing what they're going through that's what kind of gives you perspective and that's why it's so important to know both sides yeah. of the equation um so you can make a fair assessment whether it's biased or unbiased it's, just, it's really important to have both sides and that's not to say that then you gossip it's just you're less likely to gossip if you know mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. right know all of the facts because all gossiping is just here's a problem here's a problem here's a problem here's a problem no solution yeah. because mm-hmm. you're not talking with the other person and if both parties aren't involved you can't reach a solution yeah, yeah you're just perpetuating the right issue. just lighting the fire mm-hmm. i think too though like if you have kind of succumbed to that and involved yourself with gossip or whatever it may be um if you haven't said anything when you're with other people and they're saying things that aren't glorifying to god even if they're not christian it's okay to come in and humble yourself and be like hey guys sorry like i haven't said anything and i feel bad about that but i'm i'm a christian and you know it's my bad for not speaking out against this or for involving myself in this so it's never too late absolutely and that's you know that's walking by the spirit right there is just being able to confess and Mm -hmm. you know humble yourselves before people and even if they don't share your same values they're still going to see that you're serious about your faith yeah and they're gonna admire that you can say sorry too yeah and you know god gets the glory in that mm-hmm. because they see because we're, we're meant to be ambassadors for christ mm-hmm. and so when we are good ambassadors for christ then we make god look we make if he is good but we make god look better yeah um here's so. why that's really important because there's so many people that solely don't believe in god because another person that claims to be a Christian or represent Christ has misrepresented the heart of God. Yeah. And there's a couple of different ways that I've seen this come and it can be um in churches that have come off judgmental of people and have just not put on love. They want to speak truth and they want the to abide by like the laws in the word, but they don't really present the actual relationship that you can have with God. They come off judgy and they really turn people off from even wanting to come in a church. But what I've learned is that people don't see things how they are. They see them in the condition of how they are because that's the lens that you're looking through is the lens of how you think and what you're putting in. And so it's really not always the other people. A lot of times it's your perspective. And are you asking God, hey, help me to see this person the way that you see them because you cared about them enough. You paid for their sins too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so God has such a heart for the lost and we're supposed to be like that. And yeah. we're supposed to walk in that way and in that manner. Yeah. And um, the other side of that is a lot of churches will teach just love and acceptance. And that's not the message either. So no, we shouldn't be judgmental. But it's not just love and acceptance. 
God, it's love and repentance. It's love and mm-hmm. repentance. Yes, sir. So there's some places, and I was actually talking with my friend Sav earlier today about some churches will be all spirit, all spirit, all spirit, but they don't want what they call restrictions that are in the word. But God's not going to lead you by his spirit outside of his word. Right. God will not violate his word to do his will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you want to know the will of God, you need to be in the word. So, and I said this on one of my stories one time, but it's just like, don't be a word person without the spirit and don't be a spirit person without the word. So the people that get caught up in the religious side of their walk are the people that are just focusing on the law and they're not being led by the spirit of God and asking to receive the Holy Spirit. And then the other people just don't want the regulations. You need both. You Mm -hmm. need the spirit of God, but you need the truth of God's word. God does love you if you're listening and maybe you don't have the quote unquote lifestyle that you think would represent what a Christian looks like. Don't judge other Christians that are missing it. Get in the word and figure it out and ask Holy Spirit to help you have a relationship with God and you be that person that you want to see in other people. It's not someone else's responsibility for you to come to Jesus. Now, we are called to represent Christ and be part of the Great Commission, but it's your responsibility, if you hear this, to take accountability, to get in the Word, and to to make changes, and to come to know Him, because knowing Him is the best thing. It's the most awesome thing. And so, we just want to encourage you guys in this episode in how to walk by the Spirit, by His Word. He's looking for people that want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so sometimes that takes coming before God and just being really real with yeah. Jesus. So. And I just want to bring in um, kind of like the importance of walking in truth, walking by the Spirit. And so if you go to First John, uh, you'll read at verse uh, 5, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So it's, it's so important to walk in fellowship with God. Because when we are, when we do that, then his righteousness is on us. Mm-hmm. He is just to forgive us. But if we say that we walk by him, but we, and we're not, then we're calling him a liar. Mm-hmm. We make him a liar in the eyes of those who perceive us, and that's blasphemy against God, and that's an unforgivable sin. And so, but like, there's three warnings here. If you say that you walk in the light but you don't, then you won't be forgiven of your sins. But if you walk in the light, if you walk with Jesus Christ and fellowship with one another, then he is just and he is righteous to forgive you. And so there's three warnings, but there's also two points of grace there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just important that we acknowledge that we do have sin and that we are imperfect, but we're made perfect because we're in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to follow up with Romans 8, 5 through 8. So it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. 
So I kind of wanted to go back to that part. It says, um, those who live in, in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit, a big part of what the Holy Spirit desires it, and to move in our lives is faith. And so when we have that faith and when we have that relationship with Him where we have that love and that we show that love to other people as well, um, but also the, His truth, He's gonna, you're going to see Him move more in your life as well. And it's not just about having this relationship so you can see what he does, but faith is such a big part of that relationship with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share this with you guys, and it's just talking about, like, it's in James. And honestly, James is, like, the first book that I ever probably read all the way through. And it was so powerful because, you know, um, it just it's talking about, why there's quarreling and things like that among you. It says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not that your passions are within you or at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask, and you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. And it goes on to talk about how like those people are ad- adulterous and that being friends with the world is to be at um, enmity with God. So if you wish to be a friend of the world, you're making yourself God's enemy. And it goes on to say, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble and to submit yourselves to God. Submitting yourself is taking responsibility because a lot of people, when they come to God, they expect him to just do everything and they don't see their part in it. And that's part of walking with God is doing your part. If you're in a relationship with another person, you have to put an effort. If they're the only one putting forth effort, it's not going to produce much and it's not going to last very long. So God always, always 110% beyond that comes in on his part and he has paid such a high price to have a relationship with you and there's nothing that he wouldn't do to get to you and he wants to be with you what his desire is that we want to want to be with him and so we do have a responsibility on our part to also put in the effort to hear from him and like you can be listening to a lot of voices and you can be partaking in a lot of things but you need to make sure that those things aren't for your own fulfillment, but yes. for the glory of Christ. Yes. Because like you read right there in James, uh, what we were, um, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motive in your heart. I think it's so important to remember that when people say things like, uh, we have authority, or when uh, or we can speak things into existence or anything like that, we do have the authority and God has given us power but that is so that Christ can be glorified. It's not so that we can fulfill our desires and our passions. It's so that Christ can be glorified. And we need to remember that it's not about us. It's not about our wants. It's not about what we desire. It's about what God desires. And so the purpose of prayer and the purpose of reading the word is to conform ourselves to God's desires and his passions. And so it's important to remember that if we ask, we will receive but that's only if we are asking for what God wants because it's because we're already conforming to, you know, what his desires are, what his character is. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you got to remember to have fear for the Lord mm-hmm. because uh, we see in Isaiah, we see in Matthew and we see in uh, first Peter that God is a rock that we can, that Jesus Christ is a rock we can stand on. He is a firm foundation, but if we aren't careful, he can also be a stumbling block. Yeah. 
if we aren't careful to conform ourselves to him, then he'll be a standing block, a stumbling block, and we'll be crushed by him. We'll stumble and break ourselves to pieces on him. And so it's we got to remember to have that fear of the Lord, knowing that he is just and that he is the one with the authority. Yeah. And that our desires are selfish. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that his desires are what we need to strive for. Yeah, yeah? there's this, um, this one... I don't know what is it like this one page on Instagram that I've started following it's called I am second and it's all about like you're second like God is first and his glory his will like that's all that's what matters and you are second mm-hmm. so. yeah I I kind of struggle with this because like um, like my passion in life is music and that is something that like I know that I'm going to be involved in somehow the business. Um, and sometimes I think about like, what if that's not what God has for me? Like, then I have to kind of humble myself and say like, it's his will, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not my will. And then I start to feel sad because I'm like, what if my will, what if his will doesn't involve what I love? What it doesn't involve my passion. Um, and so like, how would you guys, come at that that's so good actually I feel like that's a question a lot of people have and that's another reason that they don't want to see what it's like to have a relationship with God they're like what if and this is such a funny way to say it what if God's plan isn't what I like as good as mine (laughs) like I, I can speak a lot on that because I ran from God for so long solely because of the fact that I found out that marriage isn't what it looks like here on earth in heaven Mm-hmm. I found out that marriage is between us, the church, and Christ up in heaven. And that marriage here on earth is a reflection of that. And so you're not, it, men aren't going to be marrying women, you know, like that up in heaven. Because it, it it's not about that anymore. We don't need that reflection. And so when I heard that at a young age, my only passion in life that I felt like was to be a family man, was to have you know, a good, healthy marriage. And so this is something that I struggle with a lot, but I just felt like people, you know, push things and push things onto me and then told me that they were worthless or had no point to them at all. And so when I heard that from God's word, it felt like a slap in the face because I felt like my passion was from him. Yeah. And so I ran from him for so long, not wanting to accept that my priority wasn't his priority. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's the thing is like denying God doesn't make him disappear. Yeah. He's still there. And so for me, for so long, he was a stumbling block because I refused to see that he was there. Mm-hmm. And I just kept tripping over him and tripping over him. But now once I like my part of my testimony is that I came back to church one time after David invited me and there, there were two message, messages two weeks in a row talking about marriage, talking about what it looks like here, what it looks like in heaven. And that whole time, I just felt God breaking down barriers and breaking down more barriers and telling me, yes, seek first the kingdom. Yes, seek me first. Yes, die to your passions. Die to yourself and seek me. Ooh, but he, those passions aren't going to be ignored. Mm-hmm. Like he know he knows what he's put in us. He he knows what passions he's given us. He knows what is important to us. And so, yes, we give it to God. 
but we trust that he has something better in store for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that something better, it may still be what we're passionate for. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of where the road diverges for me is because like, I, I'm hoping for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like part of my heart can accept that it could be any different. Yeah. But I, but my mind knows that it's the best. Yeah. And the piece that I have now is that, yes, this is still a strong desire that I want mm-hmm. for myself. But I am fully content if God doesn't give it to me. And that's where he wants our hearts to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I'm there. Like, that's, that's where I struggle is like, mm-hmm. if that didn't happen for me I feel like that would push me further away but at the same time like he's well like you said like he uses our passion so I don't you know if it's something that you're super passionate about like he's a good father not that that's not how he wants to use you but yeah you know or maybe he has you kind of circle it around in a different way that he uses it but also um like there's this one lyric in this one song I love it's by Brandon Lake and it's uh it's I would hold on I'm gonna mess it up (laughs) I lay down any treasure for us to be together. And it's just like a good reminder, like wow. being with God is like the ultimate of ultimates. Like that is the best thing ever is to be close to him, being in his presence. So no treasure, whether that's a physical object or a passion, it's not worth being together with him. And so he's not going to just like take you away from music and just leave you. He would have something better for you. Yeah. It reminds me of a day in your courts is a better than a thousand elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it takes a minute sometimes to get to that place where you really feel that in your heart of hearts. Yeah. But the more that you're putting this in, the more that your heart will line up with the word. And sometimes I, when I'm feeling that way, I don't want to put in the word, but I know it's exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Like I fully believe that scripture is medicine. Um, but I want to take you guys, cause you said that back to the story of Joseph and he was told at a young age and he had a passion for dreams And he would have dreams about things. And he had a dream of his brothers bowing to him. And whenever you have that passion or like he had this dream and he shared it with them, that's not exactly what came right after. They actually sold him into slavery. They threw him in a pit. Then they sold him into slavery. And then he ended up in prison. And then in prison, um, he ended up in prison for something he didn't even do. And because he, the king's wife wanted to come at him and he was like, nah, girl, you ain't it. (laughs) And he ended up in prison and he poured into these people and like he was able to interpret dreams. And so the king ended up wanting him to interpret a dream. And he told the baker that got released first, hey, don't forget to mention me. Well, the guy forgot to mention him and he was down there a few years even longer. And eventually he ended up in the king's courts. You know what I mean? But it took that process and making sure that there's no pride there. So sometimes when you have that passion and you have that dream, if I was Joseph, I would have been like, God, you sure you said this? Cause mm-hmm. you, t- I'm so passionate about what you put in me. And then all this stuff is happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like what on earth is going on? Why does it feel like prison? Why do I feel like I'm in the pit? Like what the heck? Yeah. Because we know that from that story that Joseph was, when he had that dream that his brothers were bound down to him, his mindset was completely different from when he was from when mm-hmm. they actually did so mm-hmm. because he was self-entitled he had been raised up on a pedestal by his father for so many years and so and his brothers they had so much contentment towards him during that time so when he first had that dream his what's going through his mind is probably not sanctified like 
It's like, haha, you you guys have to bow down to me. Yeah. Like yeah. like serves you right. Yeah. But but like you're saying, God spent so much time building his character so that when it when the time came for them to bow to him to bow down to him, it was for God's glory. It was for not his, his glory own. and it wasn't yeah, and it was for provision for other people. So sometimes when you're going through that season of of um refining Mm -hmm. it's going to benefit other people not just you whereas when you start you're looking for it to benefit you yeah Yeah. um and sorry not to cut you off but to keep with the walking by faith like just because you're dealing with so much hardship doesn't mean that you're not walking by faith it may be that god is just building your character and is refining you i actually have a scripture on that really quick and then i want to hear their thoughts but also, I feel like God gave Joseph that word early on, not so he could have pride in the passion, but so he had the word and the promise to stand on when tribulation came. So if you have that passion, you have that desire, and you know that God has given you a promise and he's faithful to keep those, he watches over his word to perform it, it will not return void. If you know that he's given you that passion and that's something he's placed down on the inside of you, you have that word to stand firm on when tribulation and things and opportunities don't look like they're coming. Because... His word is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. So we're supposed to stand on the word he's given us and not let it go so quickly. And, um, but it's in Romans 5 and verse 3 in the Passion Translation. It says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop us in patient endurance. And patient endurance will, will, will refine our character. And proving character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we know experience because we now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And um, Chandra had also shared this at a huddle and she was like, and I was actually at a really discouraged point, but she was like, get your hopes up. And she was like, and by that, I mean, she said, faith is the substance of things hoped for the things not yet seen. Cause so many times we're told, don't get your hopes up. You'll just get disappointed or just expect the worst. And then when it doesn't happen, you won't be as disappointed. And that's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Cause we still end up actually even more disappointed. Cause we were already hoping we were just going to reverse psychology our way through it. And that's not faith. Mm-hmm. She yeah. said, get your hopes up. Be expectant of God. He wants you to ask big, bold prayers. He wants you to ask him for the impossible. He's not a small prayer answering only God. He wants to do the miraculous. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take us being in a position that requires us to believe something that we don't yet see, but we have full faith and confidence and patience in waiting for that to come to pass, that we're, we're taking him at his word. Yeah. I think too, it's interesting with that verse that you referenced. Um, faith is a substance, like, a substance is a tangible thing. And so when you have faith, like if you could see the spiritual realm, like faith is a substance, like it's an actual thing that's like developed out there in the spirit world. So when you have that faith in God, when you're standing firm on his truth and his promises, like you're creating something, you know, and he's taking hold of that and working things, um, working things, you know, through out. I can't speak. But working <laughs> things together for the yes, good and thank his glory. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I also wanted to bring up the example kind of like you're talking about, um, but with Moses. So when all the Israelites were held captive basically by um Pharaoh, God told Moses, you know, go to Pharaoh and he asked Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh's like, Oh, okay, whatever and then he doesn't. And I can just imagine Moses is like, like, God, you told me to do this thing. And then 
nothing happened. So God's like, okay, well, go again. And so, you know, he keeps going back to him and nothing changes. And I feel like sometimes we have faith in something that we're believing for God to work in a certain area in our life and nothing changes. But you got to stick with it. You know, and Moses stuck with it and the Israelites ended up being free. Yeah. And like in Matthew, it talks about, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And I think the part of it, just because the first time we ask it doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean the word didn't go to work. And that goes back to speaking faith. What you speak produces. So like when God spoke the world into existence he spoke and it became and when we speak things become and so when we're speaking and declaring things that align with the word in our life they become in our life but it takes patience to receive the promise Mm -hmm. and we want a mcdonald's prayer answered instead of waiting (laughs) like instead of waiting and trusting god and i think that we have to keep knocking because it's the endurance that we're looking he's looking for because anybody the crowds followed jesus for a few days you know what i'm saying like they were fine with following jesus but it was the disciples that stayed near him when the crowds and the masses left and they, they got their healing or they got, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they didn't keep pressing in close to Jesus, but it was his disciples that did. Yeah. And they had the power and the authority to heal the sick and, and to do signs and miracles and wonders. And we have that same ability, but it, it comes from abiding in Jesus. And so living by spirit and truth is, is something that, if you want to see God work in your life, you, you can't do it without patience. Love, love. the first thing about love is that it's patient. And Matt at church, man, he shared this word and he was talking about this, po- or this podcast or sermon he was listening to and the guy was saying, people that don't have patience don't have love because the first thing that love is, is it's patient. And so when you really love and have that patience and you're trusting in God, it doesn't look like a loss if that thing doesn't come, but you know that it will. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're so fulfilled when you're in Him. Not whenever you're just visiting Him occasionally, but when you're walking with Him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just keep asking and keep knocking, and it'll be given to you. Don't so quickly lose your hope and lose your confidence. Like, we're the church. We're the body of Christ. We're representations of Him we aren't easily shaken and we shouldn't be easily giving up. Like we're blessed when we go in and we're blessed when we come out. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We have joy and peace and the world didn't give it to us and it can't take it from us. And so not only do we need to be speaking that, we need to be walking by his spirit and be like, God, is this where you want me to go? Is this what you would have me say? Is this what you want me to do? Just like, was it Elisha or Elijah? I think it was Elijah. But whenever he said, it was like, I think Ahab. And they were sacrificing to other gods instead of God. Mm -hmm. And they went on the mount. And it hadn't rained for like three years. And he said, go back and look again. And he sent his servant like multiple times to go back. And there was nothing. Well, that's like us praying. a small cloud like the size of a fist. Mm -hmm. A small cloud the size of a fist. And he he said, go back again and look. He didn't say, oh, there's no cloud. I heard from wrong from God. No. Whenever you don't see it happen yet, that means keep keep at it. Do not lose your, your confident hope don't lose your endurance. He said, go back. And he did it multiple times. And there was a small cloud, the size of a fist and rain came. And whenever you're believing God for these things and these passions that are down on the inside of you, it will come, Mm -hmm. but it's only going to come when you believe God and what he says, and you believe him and take him at his word. 
Yeah, and it builds that endurance. Like that servant that had to keep going back, like he's building endurance there. Yeah, but it's also (laughs) important to remember that, to remember that that's all of God's characteristics and not Mm -hmm. our own. Yes. And so we've got to be careful not to become conceited in ourselves because you mentioning that story right after that, Elijah goes back to uh, Jezreel and... He runs from Jezebel. And he runs from Jezebel, exactly. Jezebel threatens his life and he's just overcome by fear and he, he runs away and... Like he he starts praying, God, just take my life because I'm no better than my ancestors. And it's like, dude, you just saw the awesome power of God, not just in the rain, but also in him burning up the entire sacrifice that he covered with water seven times. And then through his power, getting like uh, killing off all of the all of Baal's prophets and Asher's prophets, uh, the, the false gods. Like he just saw all this amazing power of God, and then yet he just is overcome by fear by this human person. Yeah, it's like that roller coaster kind of faith that I think we all kind of struggle with, where we yeah. forget the amazing things he's done in our past. Yeah, you so, have this like, moment of power, yeah, and yeah. then right after you have this moment of power experiencing God, or He gives you that word, then all of a sudden discouragement comes, mm-hmm. just like with with Joseph. He got that word, ended up in a pit, and mm-hmm. it is that roller coaster kind of thing. But that's why it says to hold tight. Hold tight mm-hmm. to God yes. and not yourself. Not Satan whispering. Yeah. Um, I just want to add this in. I think an episode we did early on uh, on creativity. Oh, I love that episode. Like, man, Alicia said Alicia. something that she's she was our guest on that show. She said something that hit me hard. Like, she was talking about, and she was an, she's an artist, for those who don't know. Um, and she was talking about, like, her passion and how, like, following her heart and how like early on she was like listening to her emotions and i was like yes that's how i that's how i write like that's it's just so good and then she's like don't do that <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what and she's like because if you look in your heart you're going to find some nasty stuff and just coupling and the whole like conversation was so edifying for me because it was just coupling that passion for creativity with a walk with god yeah and like when you separate the two, that's when the unfulfilling happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like if you guys definitely go listen to that episode. Such uh, a good episode. It's probably, yeah. it's it's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Yeah. Just being like, just the realization that being led by your emotions, following your heart, isn't always the best thing. And that's right. what mm-hmm. that's what we're saturated with, right? Yeah. Like, follow your heart, follow your dreams. Well. No. The heart is deceitful above all things. Like, right. Uh-uh. Yeah, Jeremiah 17, 10. The yeah. heart is, de- is deceitful and desperately sick. Who can know it? I, the Lord your God, search the heart and know the mind and give to everyone according to their deeds, according to their ways. Mm-hmm. But it's just so comforting to know that if our heart is in Jesus, then we can follow it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And What's we can point? live with that hope and confidence. Yes. Absolutely. Let and your faith be stronger than your feelings. Right. And so I didn't... Like when I started that episode out and she said that I was very discouraged, but by the end I was like, you can still do this. You just, I'm not doing it the right way. Mm. Just a little disclaimer. She was talking about like how her, you guys just got to go listen to it. It's so good. If you've ever met Alicia, like you, you know, the presence of God is there. Oh yeah. And if you don't, then I won't talk to you. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. If you don't, you need to. Don't worry. It's only a flesh wound. (laughs) 
No, but she's just an amazing woman of God, and, and she just loves, and she's so in love with Jesus, and it's just so encouraging to be around her. But yes. she was talking about how some of her artwork was, like, actually darker, and it just it, it didn't have life-giving things to it. And she went back and repainted over those canvases, and she actually paints the face of Jesus now. And she did an art show at the art crawl, and she's and God, the Holy Spirit, told her to submit her paintings because at first she did it because she wanted recognition, and then she started just pursuing God, and she never could finish a painting until she started doing the the mural at church, and that's the first one she finished, and it was about Jesus, and so she. And then didn't she like win? I I don't know something? if she I don't remember if she won, but there were so many people that she had the opportunity to speak to that were like, man, I like this bearded dude you're painting, and like they had no idea it was Jesus. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I like that thing <laughs> in the background too, and and it was like, um, the skull what is that skull, Gol- skull Golgotha. Golgotha. and like it was that and it was like representing jesus and like there was life coming out of this you know skull because like he paid for our sins type mm-hmm. deal and it was just so good but it just god told her to submit her art to the art crawl and it it brought light to a place that can actually be really dark yeah you know what i'm saying so like yeah absolutely I, yeah guys check out check it out yeah i'll i'll definitely post a link of it when yeah. i post the video probably running out of time on this episode though so yeah when you close us out guys it's been an awesome time talking with you guys just about walking with jesus and and standing firm on the word that he's given you and don't so easily be discouraged and lose hope what like and just to reference the last episode what you put in is what you get out and that's in words you speak things that you partake in conversations things that you're reading and so that's why it's so so important to be in prayer to be in the word and come in agreement with what the word says and so on our next episode we're going to be talking about prayers that get answered and we're so excited to talk about that with you guys because we are full of faith here if you have anything you want us to pray for you for please submit it on our instagram page the wine is free the wine's not actually free we're not selling wine but that's the name of the page also facebook and facebook we have a facebook page now and if you guys have any topics that you would like us to pray about doing or would like to submit to us just reach out and let us know yeah that free wine that facebook page is free wine that free wine that free wine (laughs) all right guys until next time y'all have a good one have a good valentine's day